0: What's up everybody another episode of straight cut i'm aaron this is mark this is fidel yeah as you can tell we have a good buddy of ours fidel from that new hotness in the east village fidel and co what's going on doing well thanks for having me
1: guys yeah we're glad to have you on it's been uh been down uh, to the coffee shop personally and uh no aaron has as well we were down there together yep you bet you have been one busy dude recently Yes, sir.
2: I, I never thought it'd be a, an early riser, but coffee will do it to you. But,
1: almost as hot as uh, Taylor Swift. Almost. Almost. About a quarter of the oh, way I in. You really snuck that in, huh? <laughs> it took me all of about 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm I'm counting down for 15 for my Pat Mahomes reference. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: I was really hoping the Chiefs would win, especially because we scheduled this yeah. for the day after. So. It makes for a happy,
1: happy uh, podcast. It is.
0: Sure. I, I So as everybody knows, I'm a diehard Chiefs guy, and we won last night, and I don't remember much of it because I just kind of, I didn't drink one bit. I was here pacing, but I just kind of blacked out the whole thing. I was... There's video of me like running around the lounge. Um, I heard there was hip, hip thrusts involved. I, there was some hip thrusts involved. Um, well it was, uh, I got a little got a little loosey, um, but yeah, it was overall good good time. So I'm glad that
1: you're on the show when I'm in a good mood. Yes. Yeah, me too. I I imagine Mo is very proud of your behavior last night. I'm looking over to make sure. <laughs> get a thumbs up. Uh, we going a thumb sideways. Okay, well, she's never seen me like that. So well, I'm I'm pretty sure that. A lot of people haven't seen you like that. Yeah, I was kind of out of character, but I... Yeah, it was you know. an exciting game. It was, I tell you what, um, you know, as Super Bowls go, uh, scoring 21 points in the last five or six minutes yeah. uh, is yeah. uh, pretty damn cool. Yeah. So, while we have Fidel on, we're smoking a cigar that you really
0: enjoy. It is the Roma Craft Neanderthal HN. Um, yeah. It was, uh, you know, whenever we have guests on, they always get to choose, and I'm glad you chose a, chose a good one. Yes, sir.
1: So from one end of the spectrum with Tim uh, to another <laughs> yeah. one with Fidel. Yeah, yeah. We so are. I, I'm glad we're driving right down the middle of the street. Nice uh-huh. medium cigars. Yeah, we're just
0: we're just averaging to a
1: medium.
2: We are. That's right.
1: Why is this one of your favorites, Fidel?
2: So, I think it was about four years ago. The the shop was uh, phasing them out. They were phasing uh, Roma Craft out, um, just because you know humor to space was a little bit mm-hmm. different than it is now. And I had just won the Prodomo humidor. That yeah, yeah, you won the big 300-count yeah. humidor. Nice. And I was looking at filling it, and they had transitioned a lot of the Romas over to one of the others, slightly discounted. So I basically bought out all of them, all of the Neanderthals that were left and all of the Cromagnons that were left. Nice. Much to um, Aaron's dismay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I didn't know at the time that he was a big fan until I bought him. And um, Steve said, "Aaron's going to be sad." <laughs> so, as a as a way you know, as a way to pay back, you know, penance. Every yeah. time I would travel and I would find um, a place that had Roma's, I would bring For Aaron back. Yeah, you know them, you could so. have taken one from your humidor.
3: <laughs> oh no, th- those didn't last very long. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. Enough. Because
2: I mean, we had we
0: had them for a while, and then we went on like a year and a half, two year sabbatical. Yeah. Um, and then we brought them back because I built the island. Yeah. In so the so one. So one of the. Uh, one of the prerequisites for me building the island is uh, I told B I was like, all right, if I'm doing this, one of these sections is going to be for RomaCraft.
1: Yeah. For re- we're bringing these back. Yeah. I know one of our good friends here is a big, uh, he turned me on mm-hmm. to this cigar in particular. Yep. Uh, and it's really beefy and, and very, uh, very full and I oh, yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's be- uh, as a matter of fact, I was chatting with somebody on Facebook last night and he, we were talking about the, uh, Stolen Throne, which I enjoyed last night. Very, uh, nice cigar. Really? Okay. Um, really enjoyed the, the Crook of the Crown mm-hmm. and he was, uh, which is boutique, mm-hmm. boutique. And he was saying, have you tried one of the Romacraft?" And I said, yeah, the problem is it's in and out here. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you need to try the Neanderthal. I said, yeah, if I've tried them. I'm <laughs> not saying I haven't tried them. I'm just saying we're hitting miss here a little bit. Although it's it's hit more than it's missed yep. uh, recently. Yep. So yep. glad we had this on this. Yep tonight so yeah,
0: and we'll go we'll dive into sizing and flavoring and you yeah. know all that kind of stuff but uh you know but since we got somebody else in the chair tonight we want to yeah. learn a little about you know fidel over here yeah. so uh how long
1: have uh how long have you been cigar smoker
2: about seven years seven six years. or seven years
1: yeah. all, right. All, right. all right you're not you know obviously uh playing the you're originally from el salvador that is right so how long you been in america how long uh, I know you're American now because you were naturalized. What this year? Last year, yeah. Last year, it's January. Yeah, it no, it's January. actually February now. <laughs> it's so, February. That's crazy. Congratulations. We're we're happy to welcome you to uh, to America. That's uh, right. Uh, but how long you been uh, you been in you know in the United States?
2: So I came to the U.S. in 2008 to go to school. Okay. Um, Graduated, sorry, 2004. I graduated in 2008 and moved to Little Rock. So I've been in Little Rock since 2008, and I've been in Arkansas since 2004.
1: Do you remember your first cigar?
2: I do. So I have I have a faint memory of smelling my first cigar. My dad used to smoke those Monte Cristos, and oh, nice. the ones that were in those little white capsules, mm-hmm. like aluminum foil, yeah. they had the cedar in them. So I remember opening up, opening those up, and smelling them. So I, I never smoked those. Of course, I was a kid, but when I came to the U.S. about six or seven years ago, my dad sent me a box of Alec Bradley Princatos, and um, those were good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were there was a series of um, Bradleys and, and Patels that um, he had brought or sent or one of those things, and. That's something that over the years my dad and I have developed. Um, One of the things that we do together, um, enjoy a good cigar, share some cigars. Um, I remember taking Steve's travel humidor one year full of cigars Mm -hmm. after one event um, and just us enjoying and and chatting um, about cigars, about life, about baseball, which is a touchy subject in this room. (laughs) It is.
1: No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I, that's that's. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little jealous. My dad doesn't uh, smoke, um, and so, but I am obviously, uh, you know, Bill. I've, my dad is still alive, and I'm grateful for those moments I could do get to spend with my dad. Um, he is uh, not a Yankees fan, right. Like your dad, I'm sure Correct. is. So there's uh, a story there. <clears throat> Why is your dad a Yankees fan? So, and the Death Star was his they,
2: uh, role model. Exactly. Okay. Um, He's a Sith. No, Um, (laughs) your dad, the Sith Lord. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Back in 1956, TVs were kind of a new thing in El Salvador. I mean, I think they were a new thing. Relatively, a
1: a lot of places they were new.
2: And you know, you know, sixty, seventy years ago, technology didn't travel as fast as it does now. Um, So TVs were a new thing in El Salvador. One of the first things my dad watched on television was Don Larson's perfect game to win the nineteen fifty six World Series. Oh, wow. So I was pretty close to being Royal Blue and Brooklyn Dodgers mm. instead of Navy Blue in the New York Yankees. So so I was kind of born into it and it's been something cool and enjoyable that my dad and I have shared from the cradle. That's pretty cool. To the point that I was like really young. I remember being like five or six years old and learning how to how to work. The Betamax, because sometimes the games were happening while my dad was at work, and it was before you could program anything, right? Yeah. yeah. So the one thing I knew how to do was to insert the Betamax and start recording when the show, when the <laughs> when the game started. So. So
1: you were the original TiVo. Yeah. I am the TiVo. Right. If you remember the
2: original, do you remember TiVo? Oh yeah. The <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. He also taught me, um, and this took a lot more discipline and focus, which a lot of those people that know me uh, <laughs> are a little surprised by it. <laughs> you know it's hard for me to to do one thing at one time um yeah. i one of my friends justin justin says that i am the uh, the king of unfinished thoughts but unrelated to that what took discipline and my dad showed me how to do was you could skip recording commercials so you could pause the recording and then wait until the game resumed started again and start recording again. So when my dad came home, if I did my, my job correctly, he wouldn't have to watch commercials, which is <laughs> or, pretty
1: cool. Or you'd miss two innings in the middle. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's
0: where the like parallel how to go from one
2: to seven. Exactly. <laughs> so you can just blame it on reusing Betamax. Were you the youngest? No, I'm the third. Oh, so okay. my oldest sister, Brenda, then my brother, we call him Ro. His name is Rogelio. Then me and then my little sister, Melina. We call yeah. her Melly. Nice,
1: nice. So um, the second question we always ask, and it's it's you know it's always an interesting question. Um, what's your most memorable cigar is?
2: So in two thousand seventeen, um, my uncle who lived in Wichita, Kansas, he and I would would smoke cigars sometimes in his back deck or front yard, something you know. Um, I would always bring them cigars. You know, they smoked cigarettes, so cigars were something that you know I was slowly introducing um, some things that I liked and that sort of thing. So, when he passed away in 2017, we were in the conference room of the church that they attended with the the priest that was going to do his funeral. So we were going to go around the room, and he asked us. Um, what's one fond memory that you have of your Uncle Jack? So when he got when he got to me, I explained the same thing that I'm telling you. I said one of my you know fondest memories was talking and smoking cigar in the front porch, back deck, wherever it was. Um, and as soon as I said that, the priest kind of perked up and said, "I don't mean to sound." You know, boastful, but do you know ho- who I am? And I said no. Well, apparently the priest, his name is Father H. He's actually been in Cigar Aficionado. Um, he's a big advocate of cigars. Wow. Um, knows you know all all the all the name brands, You know, he knows Patel. He knows all these guys, Nick Perdomo. He he knows them because he's been around. Yeah. Actually, if you go to the Cigar Aficionado. Um, volume that has the Mimor on the cover, he's in there. Wow. it's pretty. It was pretty cool. So, fast forward to The Wake, um, he brought me a four pack or five, yeah, like a five pack of cigars. That was his brand that he doesn't sell because he didn't want to compete with the shops that he supported, right? Mm-hmm. Or the brands that he supported. So, he got me a five pack with his brand on it in a really, really sweet, card about how on you know he was honored to do my my uncle's funeral and how how awesome it was to um, that I had that memory with him with the cigars and please enjoy these cigars um, that he just he doesn't sell he just gives to people so smoking that cigar after my my uncle's funeral was very special to me because of all the things that I just told you but particularly because I felt like despite the sadness around that there was something in that priest who was gifting me the cigars yeah. and that linkage to my uncle. And yeah, I thought yeah. that was pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: That's a, uh, thank you for sharing that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is the community. And, uh, you and I've talked about how you've shared cigars with family members and you and I've shared those stories. Um, I love that story. That's uh, that's a great story. It uh, tells me a lot about family being super important to you, and and thank you for sharing. That's that's a cool story. Uh, I, I the cigar, I imagine the cigars were pretty good. Yeah, that's
2: pretty. He cool. got the blended himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I
0: remember you like when you came back and you were you tell me the story and you showed
1: me the 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 band and the cigars and everything. I was
2: like, wow, that's
0: that's badass. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> to use badass in describing a priest's cigars, but yeah. that's uh, he's he's that's pretty, pretty, pretty special.
0: Idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's uh What's some of your uh the ones on your you know top list of your 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 daily smokes or what you keep in your since you have a huge big ass nice humidor? What do yeah. You, what do you keep in there that you like?
1: That was a sweet humidor. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Did tour. you get the
0: Babinga one or did you get Babinga the Babinga one? Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> so that's the one that was made from the same wood as his drum set, right? Yes. Yeah. That was that's, was that the, that was the SEC tournament
2: humidor that you wanted, correct? Or was that the Christmas 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 one? Yeah. Okay. So every time I tell people that it's made out of a bingo wood, mm-hmm. just like my initial reaction, it sounds made up. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, there's a funny story, though, um, with the drums, the, dr- the drumsticks. Um, I, you know, I don't play drums. And there's a, um, a fellow cigar smoker that comes here yep. as a huge dr- uh, drummer and into drumming. And he actually has played several. Um, jazz gigs recently you know you yeah. guys know drew yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean yeah. he's recorded with huge joggers.
0: drew with huge drew
2: i mean with huge jazz musicians yeah right so yeah, he's a big time yeah so he was saying how he wanted to win the humidor because they came with the drum, drumsticks and that nick perdomo had signed them and all this and that and so i was like f- from that from hearing him i said if i win them i'm going to give them the drumsticks right well when i won them he kind of made it he made a remark about the drumsticks. And I said, well, you know, I told him that I was a huge drummer and I—I I had I, they were already um, they were, they were a spot for in them. my study. <laughs> they had their, their special place and all this. So I was waiting for the right time. Um, my wife, Sarah, wrapped them real nice. And um, Gray, who um, sometimes comes in here, um, had talked to him about this little... Um, Stanley brand uh, flask Mm -hmm. that he wanted. So Mm -hmm. Drew had bought that flask for Gray. So Gray told me when they were going to be in here. So we kind of set Drew up. So when we got here, Drew thought he was the one gifting something to to Gray, which he was, but it was also set up for me to give him the drumsticks. All ruse. Yes. And I recorded it and it was like, like a child opening up a gift christmas morning it yeah. was awesome yeah. it was probably one of the most <laughs> fulfilling things i've ever given anybody yeah. um because i you know i don't know how how much he bought that i was a big drummer but that's thankfully cool. thankfully he didn't ask me any questions about drums true's <laughs> yeah. a, a cool guy so that, that, that that's awesome
0: yeah it was cool because he always because we had them both sitting up here and you know he would pick up the drumsticks and take them out of the sleeve and look at them i'm like like we all knew that he he's a jazz drummer and just you know knowing the fact that you know Nick, Nick's a drummer too and all that you know, it was mm-hmm. uh, it was cool seeing that that little connection but uh but what's some of the ones that you you like
2: So the uh, Ashton VSG Oh yeah that's I, my, that's I, my favorite Ashton. I enjoy yep. um very much. Do you have a certain size you like over the other? The the Pegasus? The, the
0: Pegasus, the the smaller, the smaller one? Yeah.
2: Or the not, the Trace Mystique? Not the one that's um, that weird Figurado size? No, not the one that's really thin. I think it's the Pegasus. Pegasus. It's, okay. it's a. It's about the size of a Robusto. I'm okay. About the yeah. I really enjoy that one. You like smaller cigars. I, right? I do like Robustos, and that's something that yeah. um, Aaron and I share.
1: Yeah. Um. He likes smaller, thinner ones. You're a Robusto because you and I have talked about that. Yeah. You, you go. You like this shorter. You like Robusta. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Robustos. True. Robustos. Yeah.
2: Right. You know. Um, Forty-eight by four or five. Yes. Yep. 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 You know, four and a half, five is, yeah. I feel like, the perfect size. Yeah. Um, w- w- One cigar that I've enjoyed. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I giggled. <laughs> so He's I've been super told. Super into <laughs> leather, and he likes about
1: four and a half or five. So I've been told. Don't I mean, cut that out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what she says. Exactly. A um, cigar that I've enjoyed. Um, and I mentioned this earlier, the, the Chromagnon mm-hmm. as well. Yep. The uh, Aquitaine I actually smoked one time, thinking it was a Chromagnon, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that also. So you smoked it by accident? And you're like, oh Ex- yeah, this exactly. Is really good. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it was that weird. Um, it's I don't know what kind of um, shape that is, but it's yeah. tapered at both sides yeah. a little bit, yeah. kind of yeah. like a perfecto. Perfecto. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, do you? I mean, you like? Do you like the uh, Figurato types? Do you like the? And you know the the figurato, the, the unusual shapes.
2: I I don't necessarily okay. because um more traditional shapes yeah. I've enjoyed. Yeah. Um I actually enjoy um these um, Neanderthals and, and cro that that are flat. flat yeah. Um yeah. they are perfect for a punch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and these even have like a little club
0: on the yes. on the foot end. Yeah, they're yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little yeah, little and, little bulbous towards the end, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. as far as um Perdomos, I the Noir mm-hmm. I've enjoyed. Oh yeah. Um yeah, that I'm, was I'm really a good. Big Noir fan. The twelfth anniversary in any mm-hmm. in any you yeah. know, size yeah. and, and configuration. Yeah. Um the Oyo the de Monterey. Okay. That was one that I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised that um actually Doug introduced me to that one in the um, Churchill size because we were watching that Churchill movie yeah but then I migrated to the smaller one okay okay Um. Oh, that's the Excalibur particularly right yeah that yeah. he likes so that's the one I'm talking about yeah no that
0: uh, you like the Maduro or do you like the uh, the Maduro is actually very smooth yeah I really enjoy no, I, I love that that Maduro that's yeah. actually you know we're going through the list of shows coming up and yeah. that's that's one coming up on the show because it is a if you want a nice, rich cigar that's good on the price, too, and it definitely hits it.
2: To me, it's um, not se- seasonal or cyclical or whatever, but it yeah. sometimes um, I feel like smoking a different cigar, and it could be a Kristoff yeah. that I felt like yeah. um, or a Perdomo or sure. any of them. I, but my, my go-to, um, if I could afford smoking one, Multiple times a day would be the VSG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same way. You so you you favor
0: more on the on the fuller, stronger size, a little on the peppery side. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. we share a lot in the in the size wise. I like the smaller size, and you know, that's why I like Roma Craft so much is because they do a lot of smaller size mm-hmm. cigars, and they do them very well. I like the Perfecto. I like the um, the I forget even the, the tinier, the the smaller one of the Magnum. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, then they have the knuckle dragger that is, you know, a little bit bigger, but it's, like it's girthier. The bigger ring gauge, which I'm not a huge fan of, but the flavor that comes off that chromagnum is, is really good. But yeah, these are, these
2: are, these are, these are good. One cigar that I feel like people forget about or I forget about is the Flor de las Santillas. Oh, yeah, yeah. That cigar is pretty solid. Yep. It's priced um, right under $8, I believe, yeah. or right yeah. at, right at. Um, it's a good cigar. It's, it's one of the, it's, it's another cigar that my dad really enjoys as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny story about how I sometimes will just bust out into the Spanish pronunciation of yeah. things <laughs> is, uh, you know, it started at the poker table one time with, um, <laughs> w- one of the, um, my father ones that were, that were launched. Yeah. And when I was visiting Brandon and Conway, he said, could I just pay you to pronounce all these? All yeah, give me the right pronunciation. <laughs> um, but I offered to record them so he'd just p- press a button. i Pre- oh, just have yeah, a right note. It'd be out. cheaper so, for all of them. So can we get you to pronounce uh, the
1: tatuaje uh, cojones? Is it cojono? Co- co- no, it's cojunos.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll make Gary come over and close it. Yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a shop.
0: There's a shop in like, what was it? Uh, Jackson, Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. They, he Jackson. calls it Cojones instead. so nice. Corrected.
1: Gary Lewis. Nice. He goes. No, I think it's it's Cogino's. And he goes. No, I think it's uh, Cojones. Cojones. Nice. He goes. Okay, it's Cojones. <laughs> I'll go with that. That's the uh, that's it's, the running gag. It's America,
2: so we pronounce the J. And that's the the one Brandon likes. Is the 2012? Is that right? It's the one I like. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's B's favorite. Yeah, Yeah. it's good. That's that's, yeah. I was going to ask because I've noticed you have not mentioned any Tatuajes at this point, and I'm just going. He
2: just he's just itching, right? The the Tatuajes and the Caldos, those are cigars that sometimes I don't make it to that side of the humidor, (laughs) right? And but they're great. Yeah. Um, I was
1: saying that about whatever we were smoking another cigar, and somebody says, "Ask me why I didn't smoke that's the cigar we were smoking that day." And I said, "I don't know. I think it's
2: probably because it's right across from the Tata Yeah, because on the I other I get side. distracted." So. so, who is it that that says their favorite cigar is the one in their hand? It's me. Uh, yeah. Whatever's wonder,
1: one on fire, right? Uh, it's a cigar. Any cigar that I've lit on fire is my favorite because nice. let's not let's not overthink this thing.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of truth to that because yeah. Um. The just enjoying yep. the whole ritual of lighting it and yep. touching it up and it made, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. You and I have talked about the ritual part of mm-hmm. it and the and the sort of the sort of the meditation part of that and the the, the you know the companionship part of that. You and I have talked about that. Mm-hmm. We've had some fairly deep conversations yeah. for two guys that generally end up um, <laughs> making fun of Steve Garland and laughing all the time. <laughs> um, we've had a lot of those deep conversations, and I, I'm I'm a big proponent of that you know there's a lot of that that's there so for sure well this cigar is is really um i always forget this cigar i know you guys are both fans this is really a very good cigar i use a word that is not on your your stupid flavor wheel aaron <laughs> that's and you stupid can, you stupid can, if it works you can quote me directly on that this is meaty this has got like a lot of no, rich, yeah. rich flavor. I, I, I definitely agree with it's this. It's like when you eat alpo. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Fidel? <laughs> it's got that meaty richness. Um, it's just it just hits you right down the middle of
2: that sort of. I mean, the constitution of this cigar is stout. No, the other, you're, the other you're, thing I like. You're just getting fancy. Fancy exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The other
1: thing I like about this cigar is it burns consistently, slowly. You, oh, yes. you cannot you cannot uh you cannot chain smoke this no. this bad boy. And the ash is just holding on too like yeah, no, I, I don't even know where the, the ashtrays are. But saying, yeah, it, yeah, it, Rob- oh it's, a, it's
0: over there to <laughs> the other side.
1: Is it Rob or Bryant? I always forget who always talks about smoke, you know, the ash being a, a mm-hmm. stack of dimes. Yeah. This one you can try to like truck smoke this where you like you know, you're just smoking it hard. It's just not going anywhere. You're not going to smoke this very quickly. Um, it It's just very, um, it's it's really nice. Now, having said that, this is not going to be an everyday smoke for me. This is not the kind of cigar I'm going to pick up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. This is going to be one I pick up
2: like every week, maybe once a week. I really enjoy it, though. You got on a Perdomo estate kick there for a while. I remember I do, that.
1: I do Perdomo. I went three months where I smoked only Tatawahe's. Um, recently i've been doing um at home especially uh you know a lot of miami uh miami uh uh vegas cigars just because I enjoy those i I do tend to go on streaks i something hits me and I go, yeah I really like you know grape knee high, and then I i drink a ton of grape knee high. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm well uh, this cigar it's a uh um, which
1: is for the record why we're at a grape knee high at the office <laughs> is it, was that why <laughs> yes there you go uh
0: the size on this one it's a uh it's five by 52 um wrapper
1: so is it the bulbison that's so so, it, so it's a, so it's a
0: 52 that, that bulbs by. to a 58 um yeah
1: wow. i didn't actually expect you to know that yeah <laughs> huh. um yeah i hey, it's
0: my job um the wrapper uh, Mexican San Andreas binder is a Connecticut broadleaf, and then the filler is Dominican, uh, Nicaraguan, and uh, Pennsylvania Maduro um, double Lajero, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. super super nice. If you like that, if you like that double laharo, this is definitely that one that you need to that you need to try out. W- which explains why
1: Doc enjoys it. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Um, I um, the wrapper is, and I just want to go on record of saying because I have not used this word yet. Wrapper on this bad boy is dead sexy. Oh yeah, it it's, is just rich, yeah, yeah. and it is, it is, um, it is that brown without being black that no, I I know. just uh, I find very attractive in a cigar. It's yeah. what I look for in a cigar when you're looking for those mm-hmm. the black black ones. Some you know those the are, texture of how it feels. You know, oh yeah, it's just beautiful.
2: The band, mm-hmm. the the orange on white. So the, on, I, love, I love the I love the double band. So it's, it's, is, it's
1: nice, yeah. So this is where I'm gonna disagree with you. I hate this band. This band does not come off easily. But, this is yes. a, this is a BS band. I don't <laughs> like this band. This is my. I, I, band. Maybe okay, that's. I
0: will agree with you. It does. It does. Come off a little
1: hard. Two, two things a band's required to do. It's, it's, it's required to catch my eye. And it's required to come off easy. I was talking about
3: Doesn't how it caught it.
2: your eye. I think it's a, it's a beautiful it's, it's, looking It's, it's one. a beautiful looking band. It does not come off easy. It comes off very hard. Maybe that's them telling you don't take off our band.
1: Well, then it doesn't burn through easily like those stupid Oscar Leaf. I, I should say that. I actually. I was like actually
2: I was actually thinking about that the other day and how it, I don't all, it like, only took one time to try that to not ever do it again. Oh, the burn through the burn on the Oscar it, yeah. Leaf? Yeah, yeah.
0: I, never, I, never, I never did that. I do oh. that all I do Literally that all the like
2: time. Smoking paper.
1: It is 100% like smoking paper, and it's disgusting, but I do it because I'm, you're supposed to. Because I'm a rule follower for Yes. Now. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're supposed to, but. Uh, it's, it's the design. What it's like it? a Tesla truck. You're supposed to like, you know, slam a ball into the side of it. <laughs> exactly. I. So, on a little side note thing, so
0: they're still doing their open enrollment for that. It's a hundred bucks, and it's refundable if you don't want it. I kind of want to do that. The Tesla truck. Yeah, the Cybertruck. Can I throw the steel ball into the side of your truck? I mean, if they say they got it fixed, I guess. But uh, I'm. I'd be down for. It's one of those things where it's so ugly, but it it looks good. No, it's like me. No, like I'm thanks. so ugly, but I look good. It's you know? the
2: beard, right? Yeah. I think so, I think I it's feel the, like that was like half
1: right.
0: <laughs>
2: first, first, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so good. I'm not I'm, not ugly. I'm just so good looking. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's like the. Um, That's the part you need to focus on. Yeah. Wanting yeah. to look like um, Bruce, um, what, Batman. You know, Bruce Willis. Br- not Bruce Willis. Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Oh. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he does not look like Bruce Lee, yeah. but the the vehicle looked like something Bruce Wayne would have developed. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely,
0: yeah. But like the cigar, I mean, you get like you said, you get that meatiness, you get a little bit of that uh, that that burnt. Espresso, not burnt. I guess that that toastiness, the espresso off of it. Yep. Um, and we're just now, you know, starting the second third, roughly. And I still haven't dumped the ash yet because I want to ah. see how far I can get this. Because yeah. it is, so it's, it's clung on
1: there. It's no, not. It's it's, it, it's a sack of dimes. Yeah, bright. Yeah, you know, it, it's, um, it's, it's on is, there. And that's one of the things that's consistent with this. The this is a, an extremely well constructed cigar. Mm-hmm. This one is not. Um, my my like I said, my only darn problem with this cigar is that. It's impossible to get this yeah. band off. So we
0: we punched ours. You, me, and you, Fidel. Yep. You straight cut yours. So this is the first punch I've done on a cigar on the show. Um, so we need to change the name. <laughs> yeah, this is the half, it's like I half don't punch, even, half straight. Yeah, it's I like I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah, but it's a you know it's it's, it's so far it's smoking uh, well. But you know since this has those coffee notes and you. Our coffee guy let's uh let's talk about your new endeavor into this uh into this world that you're uh so you know jumped feet first in and you're so excited yeah the new shop is
1: spectacular thank you it is really to quote steve and i I know both steve and aaron and i've been it is your new location is first of all it's beautiful spot your setup is amazing uh, I'm not a coffee guy. Yeah, and this is coming
0: from two non-coffee people. So the, it's,
1: the hot cocoa was great. Paula and I had yeah. an amazing time there. Um, but uh, can you tell us a little of why? I mean, you know, no offense, but that's a that's a big step. Why did you want to o-
2: open a, a coffee emporium? So this has been like at least uh, a dream I've had for the last four years, four or five years okay. uh, about seven or eight years ago, I started to dabble in coffee. Just, I got a bag of um, whole bean coffee. Green? No, no, no. Okay. Just already roasted, but that was my first um, interaction with beans that had not been pre-ground. Okay. Um, A buddy of mine had started a um, coffee roastery in Louisville, and I had bought a bag from him just to support him um took it to work i found a french press that somebody had gotten because they wanted to infuse their tea at work okay um and found a grinder and i'm like well let's see what this is all about so that was the first cup of coffee that i felt like some people say i love the smell of coffee i do not like how it tastes right that there's that discrepancy should not exist, right? Yeah. If a coffee is properly roasted and properly prepared, those two things should converge, right? The smell and the taste should be one and the same as far as like, they should both be good. So that started my obsession with different brew methods. Every time I traveled for work, I would look for roasteries. I would look for specialty coffee shops. Um, one of which was Onyx Coffee Lab in Northwest Arkansas. In going to Northwest Arkansas and in frequenting their establishments at the time they had three, um, multiple times during my visits and sometimes multiple times a day, um, I got to know the owners there, uh, John and Andrea. And in those interactions, um, about four years ago, I asked John... um, if he was going to feature any coffees from El Salvador in the near future, well, he mm-hmm. said. Matter of fact, I was at the coffee expo and I met this guy from El Salvador. His name is uh, Jorge Jorge Raúl Rivera, right? And I said, "What?" And then I pulled him up on Facebook and I showed it to him. I said, "Is it this guy?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "I went to grammar school with this dude." <laughs> so immediately I messaged them and I said, "Hey, I heard you're you're selling coffee to Onyx. Are you coming to Arkansas anytime soon?" So. Coffee kind of reconnected us to where, you know, we started interacting more. He didn't come that year, but he ended up coming uh, the following year. That following year, um, I got to spend three or four days with him and his um, right hand, like, coffee engineer, Mm -hmm. agricultural guy that he's got um, running um, his farms and his mill and all that stuff. So I got to spend time with them which meant that i got to spend time with onyx at their training lab and roastery and getting to see their facilities getting to hear their high regard for coffee and quality control and sourcing um, coffee from places that were um, trying to be innovative and producing really high quality coffees for the specialty coffee movement, I realized, man, I have no clue about half of this stuff. And Mm. that sort of spurred on this desire in me to learn, to keep learning. Yeah. Um, that sort of opened the door to more conversations and more obsession about coffee and, um, inserting myself into places and conversations in general where I felt like, um, I wanted to be part of that more and more. So John would always ask me, "Hey, when are you going to start your own shop? When are you going to start your own shop?" Um, and I said, "Soon." I would always say soon, at some point. Yeah. I'd love to, and um the opportunity presented itself um a year after that visit to to Springdale where um Raul and I had sat down and talked about what would it look like for him and I to integrate from the farm to like a retail roastery slash cafe. So that conversation continually, continually became more and more of a reality to the point that in 2017, I started um, an LLC that would, in my mind, potentially start importing coffee and finding roasters that we could partner with, yeah. well, having a full-time job and doing that didn't really pan out. This is two years before I found the space that I'm in now, or about a year and a half before I, I found the space. Well, that company eventually was was the company that I used to start Fidelic Company. Um, the space became available. I had an opportunity to work directly with the architects and the design team to make it what it is now um a lot of the things that you see now that are um um live edge and that sort of thing (laughs) came after i uh um harassed aaron a little bit about helping you You gotta gotta, gotta work work directly
0: with a millwork guy and yeah so i
2: told um I've told several or, yeah, I've told several people that it's Fidel and Company, but it, it could easily be Aaron and company, as much <laughs> stuff as <laughs> is there Aaron's extent. in there. Um, to me the attraction was not only my obsession with coffee, but yeah. their regard for honoring all the hard work that goes from the the farm yeah. to producing a high quality cup of coffee. So what they call seed to cup. Um, they they break down barriers Um, that have traditionally slowed down um, coffee farmers from growth and from getting their fair pay by working directly with them Um, or working with companies that are honoring that. So they either work directly with them um, in what they call relationship coffee or they work with companies that are importing coffee and doing justice to the work that the farmers and the millers and all that put into it. So it's about respecting the entire chain, of the entire the- chain, Yeah. all the way to your baristas and your roasters and making sure that everybody that's involved is paid fairly and treated fairly. Um, and it's also about transparency. It's um, you, you go to their website and this is something that I'm sharing because it's really inspired me to follow suit and, um, yep. in, 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 in being that kind of company so you go to their website you know exactly how much they paid for that coffee okay the day that they bought that coffee they published what the world market for coffee um per pound would have been and what fair trade would have been and what rainforest alliance would have been all these things and they show how much they paid which is usually higher than that because they want to develop a relationship where they're pouring resources into those farms and into areas so that they can be more innovative and that they can pay their people better and all these things so that everybody involved can produce a better cut where we fall into that is um we have partnered with them um to start this coffee shop in the sense that they're supplying coffee that's already roasted until we get our roastery up and going until we have um product that we want to put out there yeah um so specialty coffee in general focuses on quality it focuses on um roasting the coffee to match um where it came from the conditions it was grown in all these different things and no coffee um is the same right so Mm -hmm. you're continuously doing quality control and continuously looking at ways um to have that wow factor, um, that that would best honor what these folks are doing in the farm and the innovative ways they're that they're um, using or creating yeah. to um, produce that crop. So, you are um, your coffee is
1: Al-Soft. You're getting your beans from El Salvador, correct? And the farm down there. You have a relationship with your friend down there. Yes, you're buying on his farm. You're saying you're paying a higher price obviously for the beans so that you're really giving him fair value for his and so that he can innovate and do um you know take care of his workers and do all the all the all the things that he needs to do
2: to to make sure that he he runs his farm well right so yes yeah, so we're working with onyx who's been importing his beans
1: oh cool we are doing the roasting up they're there doing the roasting currently. right now
2: Right now, Till you get your fancy roaster? Correct. The roaster is there. Um, what? Where we've landed is the harvest in El Salvador just started. Okay. So realistically, we won't be able to get beans until mid to late summer. Okay. Um, but yes, you you have it right. That's basically what we want to do in general. There's a right. co-op that he helps start. Where um, one of the things that he's adamant about is, and I think we're traditionally. Other coffee farmers have gotten in trouble is they sell to middlemen just because they have to pay people you yeah. know oh, sure and and if they pay if they sell it to middlemen they whether you know they're desperate, so they sell it for less, which has been feeding this global coffee crisis sure. where people are abandoning coffee because it's a losing proposition for them um and doing other things like avocados or anything. Mm-hmm. any other crop that they feel may, may be more profitable. That's both your faults, by the way, the yeah. avocado toast. That's right.
1: I'm not an avocado guy. Wow. Mm. I, I know. Come try They're the gonna avocado toast. You. They're going to kick you out of your, your generation.
2: So, um, that has been sort of the inspiration is seeing how well <laughs> it can be done. Yeah. And seeing that there is a crisis that we can help, um, address by working directly and being transparent. Um, as we grow into our roasting business. So, Fidel, first
1: of all, let me say, um, I'm older than both of you. Um, I'm always inspired by people who see a vision as clearly as you do um, and um, sort of chase it. Um, and I, I love the fact that you can articulate it so clearly that you it's important to you. You and I were talking about this before we started recording and why it was important to you that everyone was treated with respect mm-hmm. and received um, value for their efforts in their food chain. And you may, people may or may not appreciate that vision or not. I personally um, respect the hell out of that. Um, but I I respect the hell out of you seeing your vision mm-hmm. and chasing it. That is, um, that is the most American thing that I've heard all darn day. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, as somebody who's been an American for just a short period of time, let me just say, you American very well. Thank you. <laughs> I um, appreciate that. <laughs> um, so let me say that, and uh, um, that's pretty darn cool. I, um, I have a couple questions. Um, if if you don't mind, I'm just going to randomly fire questions at you for a while, and Aaron Aaron will chi- chime in. Uh, because I'm going to slide in this week. I've been trying to slide over, but your place is so damn busy it's hard to get in. <laughs> Minor problem. Good uh, good problem, right? Right. You yes. need to stay open uh, or or create longer hours or be open Sunday for uh, those of us who uh, uh, who work during the week. But uh, Well, since we touched on that, what are your hours? Real what quick? are your hours? So everybody yeah. knows.
2: 6.30 a.m. to 7, Monday through Friday, and then we're open Saturday 9 to 3.
1: Okay. Yep. What's the difference between... Because I know you do El, Salvador, El Salvadorian coffee, and well, describe to me the difference. Because I, I know there's Colombian and there's yeah. a bunch of different coffees. So help me understand the difference between what is an El Salvadorian. What what, what would the flavor difference between a really well done El Salvadorian, which I know yours is, because I've had people who really like coffee tell me yours is yeah. awesome. And uh, let's say a Colombian or some
2: other. What what what's What's the difference? So with with coffee, there's different types of um, coffee beans. So there's what they call varietals. Um, Everybody's heard of the Arabica, Mm -hmm. right? So with the Salvadorian coffee, they're like any other coffee producing place. You can find different varieties, right? So you can find a very traditional coffee cup which would be kind of like a dark chocolate um, kind of, of, of note, um, sometimes even tobacco. You can taste tobacco in yeah, it. Yeah. Um, that, to me, that, that, that darker um, profile is something that you can find in El Salvador. And the reason why um, a lot of folks enjoy Salvadorian coffee is um, it's been producing some really good crop for a while for over 200 years that would satisfy the palate um, of your everyday guy, right? You also have um, a bean that um, was a hybrid of a high-producing plant and a high-quality plant. and That um, created a varietal called the pacamara and the pacamara bean is huge it's a giant bean okay sometimes it gets stuck in grinders because it won't be it won't feed through the birds it's so big okay um that is one of the coffees that was that is particular to el salvador that el salvador is known for you you can you can see it and find it in other places now um but it's something that el salvador has been known for okay now this giant bean depends on depending on how it was grown and where it was grown what elevation the rainfall what plants are around it what animals all this stuff soil, soil composition all these things affect how that coffee will produce and what it'll taste like when you roast it in specialty coffee you're looking for that perfect roast for that bean so you don't want to over roast it and burn it where it'll all taste the same sure you want to find some of those notes um in that best profile for that bean so one of the things that this last crop had um among other flavor notes was raspberry tea which i thought was really interesting um that's not a traditional coffee flavor. You know, people no, are not going yeah, to yeah. buy a cup of coffee because, hey, it tastes like lychee or right. raspberry tea yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? Oftentimes, people think that when we list the the flavor prof- profile at the bottom, that we're infusing the coffee in some way, right? Yeah, yeah. So part of why we're here and why we want to do this is, one, we want to be a focal point of education so if people want to learn more about coffee as we grow our business and as we grow into phase two we will have a full training lab where you know we of course will train our own baristas but we can train and and host um public classes as well Well, and and i'll jump
0: in and say you know when i since i was lucky enough to do some work for you um you know i came in one day to you know put in my product and you were actually you know, you and all the baristas that you had there were going through your class and you had, I believe it was somebody from Onyx, mm-hmm. right. And he was, you know, breaking everything down. And so while I was just working, you know, mm-hmm. I could overhear and just kind of tune into that be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I can, you know, and just picking up just those, just that little bit of knowledge where it was, you know, I, coffee is so far out of my realm, but it was able, you know, he was speaking to, you know, professionals in a, you know, in the coffee terms, but I understood what was you know what he was explaining and the education that he was And he the was science talking. behind it yeah, yeah and yeah and, the, and the, you know because it is I mean it's it's botany yeah you know pretty much and it's you know him breaking it down it's like oh okay yeah I, I, I totally understand that so that's that, yeah you you know you you say it but you're also pre- you're you're preaching it but you're doing it at the same time right. you're you're you know you're you're in, you want to stand out above all the other you know coffee shops and you know on that one product alone you are bringing in and you're teaching everybody, you know, this is why this bean is like that or, you know, everything like that. So, yeah, you're, you know, I saw that firsthand. I actually can, can attest to it, you know, just off, you know, from
1: the back, from the back, from the back room. I tell you, when you describe it, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, um, first of all, I'm a hot cocoa guy and a <coughs> tea guy. And I know <laughs> tea, teas are different than, than and people, you know, tea, tea guys like me are, we think we're snootier, but to be honest with you, teas are not nearly as complex as coffees are. Mm. Um, and but your as you describe what you do, and we were talking beforehand. Uh, I'm sitting here thinking, what does what does coffee d- sound like? Uh, the 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 whole method sounds like grown cigars. It sounds like grown, <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> like grown yeah. tobaccos and yeah. making cigars. Um, and you described it earlier yeah. as that. And I, you, you when you go through all that, you sound like Nick Perdomo. And the way that you care for the whole process, and the way you're methodical about how you go through all of that, um, you you strike me just like Nick. In the way that you want to control everything, um, because you want the final product to be consistent and what you want it to be, and all of that, and you want to understand all of that. And that's uh, I'm fascinated by that from the coffee point of view. Um, so I mean, it, to me, it seems. Like a very similar process.
2: It is. And one of the things that our staff have been trained, you know, and Aaron mentioned that is if our product is outside parameters, it doesn't get served. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, pretty fancy uh, equipment that, that measures the concentration of the coffee. So anytime that we are putting out a product for the first time, we go through that machine several times to make sure that the coffee concentration is within parameters for one. Yeah. But also we make sure that everybody's calibrated, um, before they start making it for somebody else. And even when they are making it for somebody else, um, sometimes we will take a sample to make sure it's within specs. So that to me, so you're drinking a lot of coffee. Well, drinking (laughs) a lot of coffee, it looks like, um, we're doing science experiments and yeah, sure um i can show you some of the the photos but um we take it seriously uh we want to make sure that um we are wowing folks with our customer service and with the products that we're putting out yeah. we, we want to make sure that the quality's there every time they come in and the best way to do that is to rely on the science yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no no question
1: i mean uh, you you talk about it we uh we were wild the, the time we went in. I, you know, I know Aaron. You did a bunch of work for them, and the, mm-hmm. the the place is beautiful. It's, you know, we talked about B setting up a new shop and how he just had a few chairs and yeah. started slowly. Um, that was not the Fidel approach. Fidel has uh, Fidel and Company is is amazing looking, and I know because you you have these wooden trays that Aaron built and, yes. and all of the the the, the, the fancy um, set up and everything is really impressive is, is the word I would use. Um, and I know you made Paula some sort of, uh, caramel drink when we were there and she was raving about it. Um, so, um, you're down in the, you're near, you're, you're near Heifer International and yep. in that Clinton presidential library right across from Cathead Diner, which I've heard amazing things about. We haven't gone to Right down in the same building as the rail yard.
2: So yeah, that building that starts with the rail yard used to be the Rocktown distillery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, original building. So they'd make moonshine there. They make Houston? moonshine. Yeah. 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 Um, L- legal, legal moonshine. All, yeah. Our shop, our cafe was actually built on what used to be like the gravel mm-hmm. um, approach to their receiving dock. So that, that is brand new, brand new build. Okay. Um, we're really proud of, of basically all the stuff that you're talking about. We're really proud of how it turned out. Yeah, yeah, um, should be. No, it's very,
0: it's very inviting. It's, uh, you know, especially with today. You know, we're one of the perks of living in the south is like you have kind of mildish winters. I mean, today you got up to degree. like like seventy something today. Seventy five. So I'm today. assuming you had the big garage door open. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's gonna be so nice whenever it comes springtime and and get back there and you know, you know, since you're in downtown area you can have tons of people working from there getting their stuff and it's you know it's it's what you want because you're gonna you get that inviting feeling and plus the east village that whole area i mean it's 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 revitalizing and it's because of the businesses like yours coming in there it's 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 doing that you know you have um, Cathead, you have the rail yard that has how many food trucks there throughout the week? I they mean, they had like four or five the other day, yeah. Other I mean, day, they yeah. have
1: tons there all the time. Twisted fries when the twisted fry place goes there, you got to try that, yeah. They had poutine at our office yesterday, oh, nice. P- poutine fries, yeah. Wow. That's that's it's good. on my
2: diet. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Look, we're we were talking about it, it booming. Did you have anything before we go into pork? Did you remember? Um,
0: no, I mean just the. Uh, I mean it's just it's so nice to see older buildings and you know I know you don't have the older building you have the newer one but just in that area, um, you know they're turning old uh, warehouses into lofts. They're you know Heifer International is is huge is huge area down there. You know my favorite pub is you know two blocks away from there. Uh, numerous breweries that Little Rock is known for is becoming known for is the breweries. You know yeah. is a couple blocks away and now you know it seemed to be the one thing that was missing in that area you you've you know good you, coffee you, shop. You, you've got you've got that
2: you've got that covered now one thing that we're particularly proud of you know having worked 11 and a half years in healthcare is we have healthcare grade network infrastructure so our, our internet's pretty bad like yeah. pretty awesome yeah. not bad but bad and good Bad, bad is good, yeah <laughs> yes, um, so if people want to come down and uh surf on your internet,
1: they can come down
2: yeah, like the people that are working remotely there we we have a lot of folks that need that that that's awesome. that bandwidth um so can I smoke cigars in your office? no, we cannot <laughs>
1: um so i I saw something uh I was going to try the first day, but you're busy, so can you um Uh, Enlighten me, what a El Salvadorian pour over is? Yeah.
2: So the the pour over um, method um, that we use um, is a Kalita Wave. That's the type of um, pour over mechanism. Okay. Um, The Kalita Wave features a flat bottom that allows for, for better drainage when you're pouring the water into the coffee ground. So the pour-over in general is a handcrafted mm-hmm. black cup of coffee, right? Yeah. The idea is that by focusing on coffee extraction and doing it manually, mm-hmm. you'll have a fantastic cup of coffee, right? So it's not your typical... Mr. Coffee that you're using but it's basically hand cranked and it features several steps from when you weigh out the coffee to the first time you introduce water to the coffee and subsequently do that you know three or four times so you pour it over three or four times yeah so the the coffee when it's roasted um has to sit for a little while to release some of the CO2 that is still in it. Okay. So when you when you first introduce water to the coffee, okay. the first step is called the bloom. So it's about double the amount of coffee. Uh, it's double the amount of water than, than coffee that you have in there. So if you put 25 grams of coffee, you're going to want to put 50 grams of water. Okay. It's all measured. It's all on a, scal- yeah. on a scale. Um, and then you let it sit for 30 minutes, and you'll see why it's called a bloom. The coffee that's in there actually creates a dome from all the CO two okay. that um, that it's releasing, like a like a proof, basically. Okay. But it's not the important thing. It's not yeast. Yeah. It's not. But it's just basically. But the, but the same way, like a, a bread rises. The the your the, the stuff will rise. The, yeah. The bed of, of 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 um of coffee grounds is blooming right mm-hmm. and it's because water is coming in touch with all the surfaces of the coffee and that's why it's important to have a good grinder that gives you a consistent um grind for lack of a better yeah, word yeah yeah um, so everything's the same size so everything yeah. everything's the same size every particle of coffee is coming in touch with water in the same way yeah um then you do that um in a series of pores until you hit the right ratio of water to coffee. And then you let it drain. And that's one of the other things that you pay attention to is how quickly did it drain. Mm -hmm. And then you can then um, measure the concentration of the coffee that was extracted. And that's something that we pay attention to. So people rave about it because one, there's there's the cool factor of, hey, this dude just hand-cranked a cup of coffee for me that nobody else is having i am the one drinking this cup of coffee nobody else yeah will drink it right so it's like i just hand rolled the cigar in front of you yeah. kind of thing um so that's one of the things that attracts people it's that it's the craft behind it yeah um and like mark said like mark said there's a lot of of um similarities to, to cigars yeah. it's i tell people you know you can get your your fix by by smoking a Swisher sweet or black and mild, um, but how much different is the experience if you're smoking yeah, a Perdomo yeah. or a VSG? That's yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're shooting for, you know. Yeah, do you do um, one of the
1: uh, the only way I drink coffee is at Casa Fuente in Vegas with a uh, French press. Now I, I'm, the, you're probably going to tell me that that's a horrible way to drink coffee, um, but I like the the ritual of it.
2: Um do you do French press? That's probably a bad way of doing it, but it's um, not a bad it's not a bad way at all um we don't do it, okay we focus on one method that we I'm can
1: a, i'm gonna come out and try an El, uh, an El salvadorian pour that sounds um just just because I want to try a different method yeah um, i'm i'm not i don't like doing coffee every day um, but I'm gonna come in um, sometime this week and we're gonna try that
0: yeah, see so, and you also have the nitro cold brew, yes, I'm fascinated by that I'm yes. Gonna, I feel uh, like
1: slapping by one day just to try that. And we've had some folks coming. in the office will regret that
2: because then I'll be high energy <laughs> all day. That's one of our high, higher caffeine content, yeah, um, yeah, offerings. That seems like an incredible bad idea. Incredibly yep. bad. I idea I think it would be me. something worth watching. And you have those sweet tumblers; you can just fill those up. Yes. with that. And, yep, we yeah. uh, those jump off the shelf. Yeah, it yeah. was um, quicker than I expected. We already placed another order. One of the cool things about the new t- tumblers that are coming in, um, is that they're laser etched, and I'm really excited to see how those turn so out. So those
1: have your logo on them?
2: Yeah. So the same way that the original ones had I a white logo. Those.
0: So I got so, so I got the the first pressing one. Then I got oh. the first run, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. that. get, it. I'm I'm get have run to come, number two. When now. you get those in, please put one aside for me. I want one of those.
2: Yes, sir. I so, will pay double. But. So with with nitro. Um, Coffee. We're doing something uh, unique in that we're featuring a single origin coffee and in making that that nitro coffee. Um, a lot of times, people use a blend, mm-hmm. um, but making a single origin coffee for nitro really brings out some of those the flavor profiles that um, are to me more characteristic of specialty coffee um, and not something that you would think, Oh wait, this really does taste like, tastes like raspberry yeah. or lychee, which I don't know if you ever had lychee. Oh yeah. oh yeah. They're pretty, 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 pretty
3: awesome. delicious. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and then you infuse it with nitrogen in the keg, but also when you're pulling mm-hmm. that through, um, through the, through uh, the tab, through the tab. Yeah. Um, and that, Infuses it to where it has a head, like a, like a Guinness, like a, a ca- stout, cascades yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. So Paul comes
1: back to Guinness, frère. All and,
2: everything does. And, and it's what I'm drinking right now, so I know. And to me, that's something that's is fascinating to see folks at six thirty or seven in the morning drinking that <laughs> because it's like, oh yeah, you got a bunch of people drinking something that looks like they're drinking a stout, which yeah. you know is very European of us over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But, in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's yeah. right. Well, cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I we, we went there. Oh,
0: you know your soft opening. I guess you know I need to get back over there um, for, for the hard opening. Yeah, well, that for the for the hard <laughs> opening. Yeah, but you know I was hoping to get over there uh, a couple weeks ago whenever Steve was in town. But I was, the, you know, we were both bad sick and couldn't could yeah. make it over there. And yeah. but yeah, looking really looking forward to that. And we're excited yeah. about you know what's you know the endeavors that you're you're going through. And yeah. uh, it's a uh, it's pretty cool to know somebody you know. Tons of write ups have been going on, you know, through all the good local publications, you know, yeah. uh, Rock City Eats or Sore or even you know the, the Democrat Gazette, whatever. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so cool just seeing like I know that dude, and then like your, your Instagram is awesome, and then like I'm seeing everybody take these sweet pictures, and I'm like, hey, that's a uh, that's, that's, that's table, that's my table, or that's yeah. or that's my serving tray, or that's yep. you know s- seeing a, seeing something that I've done in there and that people are enjoying. It's cool because like they have no idea, but it's like they're enjoying what you did and like I'm enjoying that they're enjoying that you're doing because it's something yeah. of mine
2: is in there. That's mm-hmm. a lot. A lot of yours is in there yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, you
1: Your work is, uh, is, is a big part of that. I know, yeah. I know that day that you and I were both there. You, uh, I could tell you were very proud of the yeah. work you had, because yeah. we talked about it, the work you had put in on making right some of the problems you had had we're not going to focus on those i know yeah Yeah, i
0: don't i don't. i I, that's one thing i don't like the first day we're there i do not self-gloss you know i'm i i jokingly say like oh humility is one of my best traits i hate really talking about the work that i've done and and things just because i don't feel like it's my place but like i was sitting there and, and, and seeing people you know look at the tables i'm like oh man that's really cool i'm like all right. That's pretty cool. That yeah. Because I'm listening closely like, oh, they better say they like that. They better not yeah. say anything. No, it was badass.
1: <laughs> the table, uh, the stuff was nice. It was, it was, uh, it was more than nice. It was badass.
2: The and bar, the live edge ba- the bar. The live bar. Oh.
0: Because you don't, you, honestly, in, I don't know of anywhere in Little Rock that has such a setup of that, you yeah. know, big live edge bar. And, that's you cool. know, for people listening that don't know what a live edge is, it's, you know, I, you know, you take a, a tree and you slice it long ways like from from root to, to top you let it dry for however many years you want to let it dry then you you know i scraped off the bark so it, it's live because it, it follows the, the the concave and convex of whatever the tree did it's that edge so you're just seeing that very cool. it, it just brings that bit of nature you know into your shop and then you have those awesome murals on the inside and the outside yeah. i mean Beautiful. the art the artwork is because i know you were you were you were hush hush quiet to everybody nobody knew anything you know i knew but i didn't say you know i didn't tell anybody and like nobody really knew and then i see this picture on one of the arkansas artists instagram yeah Yeah. and i was like oh shit i was like does he know that that's going out there and then like you know d you know one of our good friends Uh uh-huh saw that and she's like oh my god like this is Fidel's thing. And like, I wonder if he knows no, that she, somebody's sharing like his name, like she didn't know it was. Yeah.
2: She Art was going to give you a hard time so about
1: she, somebody using your name. Yeah. Cause you're she, the only
2: person named Fidel in the entire world. For sure. She pulls up, I'm inside. It's Saturday or Sunday. So we're still getting ready to open. I, um, uh, I see D roll up in her Cadillac and, um, I think she was <laughs> going that's to, the way D rolls in that gold Cadillac. <laughs> She's rolling up. I think she was going to at breakfast at Cathead. She had heard great things and wanted to try it out. Um, and I see her taking out her phone and about, and she was about to take a photo. God knew what she was going to do with it, so she I just gonna tag you. I what tap- she was gonna do? I tapped the uh, the glass. Yeah. And I and I uh, like shook you, my finger you know at her. You, you no know fingered her. I had no fingered her, and then I said, uh, and I came out, and she was like, I'm, I was getting ready to text you that your name was on this building and blah, blah, blah. And and it is you and all this stuff. So she actually got a sneak peek, yeah. um, of the, uh, inside of the space as well. And, um, it was, uh, it was, it was a fun experience. Well, I mean, and, and Dean
1: and I talked about that cause we, we both laughed, uh, uh, uproariously about it. Um, but I think you now know out of out of that experience is we all found out and got excited for you, mm-hmm. how much you're loved in the shop and how excited we all were about your dream coming to, to fruition. And um, it's one of the things about cigar shops, and I talk about this all the time, about how you build a community in a cigar shop, but um, you're one of us mm-hmm. and that's, we don't take that lightly. And Aaron and I for sure don't take that lightly, but Dee doesn't as well. And we, we were, we were genuinely thrilled for you to see you getting to live out your dreams. And now we're even more thrilled to see you succeeding in that dream. Mm -hmm. Um, I could not be happier and more proud to see you succeeding and hearing the story tonight of last week's guest say, I came down there to have have lunch and you had a line out the door. Um, yeah. that, that could not make me happier. You know, that, um, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm, As a matter of fact, I, I expect that, but uh, I'm just, I'm thrilled to beat the band that you uh, hit the ground running like we all expected, but um, the food looks amazing and I need to, to find a way to get in. Come in, and I—I I know you've promised me that it's not all vegan, and that you have a really good pork type Cuban sandwich that is off the hook. Yes, and I'm going to hold you to that because I—I'm a hard grader on on those type of sandwiches with house made sourdough, Ooh. which um, I'm a hard grader on that. I am <laughs> sure it will live up to my expectations because Cuban uh, that Cuban sort of pork sandwich is. Um, one of my absolute favorites and I'm sure yours will be amazing. And I'm
2: going to, I'm going to come down this week and try. So
0: where, so where can people find you online? Your Instagram Facebook wherever? Yeah. Just
2: tell everybody where they can find you. So of course, um, uh, Facebook and, and Instagram, um, you know, Google, Yelp, any of those, Mm -hmm. um, if they're looking at directions or our phone number, um, our Instagram, of course is featuring a lot of the things that we're putting out. And yeah. um, well, what's what's the name? What's the Instagram name? Is it oh, F- Fidel and Company? Yeah, it's Fidel and Co. spelled out.
0: Okay. I'll I'll, I'll link it into our uh, yeah. into our thing. Yes, sir. And
1: Facebook is Fidel and Company. Co as well.
0: Yep,
2: same. Cool. All all the social media outlets. Are so you got them, You got them Fidel all the same. and Good. Co. Yeah. So Good. in
1: the Dolly Parton Tinder, it, uh, Tinder is Fidel and Co as well. <laughs> yes, correct.
2: Yep. Swipe left, people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a
1: little frightened by that.
0: <laughs> no, we're uh, we're excited and we're ready to yep. get, get down there. Super and, proud uh, of you, brother. Yep, yep.
2: I think the the key to success has been hiring the right staff. Yeah, yeah. Your,
0: your staff. I've, I've enter, You know, I've your staff is super knowledgeable. You know, I. I I got to work with them because, you know, one of the things, you know, with me doing work in there, it was not just for the consumer. It was also for, for you know, your, your back of house, uh, your front of house, like what, what works best for you. And, you know, they were on the, you know, they're on the, I need this, I need this, I need this. I'm like, All right. cool. All right. I can do that.
1: Yeah. They looked uh, very high quality. I w- the service we got that day on your soft opening, which is traditionally not a great service day was already high quality. So, yeah. Yeah, it was good. yeah so, we're
2: very fortunate to have high-quality people yeah. working for us and producing not only awesome coffee drinks, but the, the kitchen staff. Yeah. Is yeah. really. Yeah. Paula tr- was raving about out. the muffins.
1: Um, yes. Yeah. The, we, uh, we make those in-house.
2: I had we the, have a ginger molasses cookie that you guys have to try. So I had the apple. Was it an apple yep, muffin? Yep, ap- I mean, apple ch- pecan. Like
0: chunks of apples. I was like, oh, my God, this is good.
2: And the other thing that um, is a Salvadorian uh, sweetbread, Um, it's called the quesadilla bread Uh we're calling it the the salvi cake um we've made like little um, muffin tins um of it um they look great they're um everything you would ever want in a pound cake um plus a little orange zest nice Nice. little little twist there cool awesome come try that. It's really awesome.
0: Yeah. We're definitely, Oh, have you haven't had your grand opening right yet?
2: We did a couple oh, did of a couple okay. weeks ago. Um, so two and a half weeks ago and it's been like, uh, Panamonim Mark, sense, yeah. Mark. Yes. Mark was saying, and, and your guest from last week was saying it's, it's been, been gangbusters
1: for yeah, sure. Great. Yeah. That's good news. Um, so we're going to, we're definitely going to come down and uh, check you out. So, uh, I've given your, uh, you gave me a couple of free cups of coffee, and I gave them to a couple of my coffee drinkers at work, and told them that they better go down. Uh, I don't know whether I've used them. I'll have to check tomorrow in the office. Yeah. They are big coffee drinkers, um, and a couple of my high performers. So I gave them away as <laughs> rewards for working nice. an entire weekend. Um, so hopefully they've enjoyed that. So yeah, yeah. so uh, thank you, Fidel. This has uh, been a fascinating conversation. I'm always amazed, even on topics where I'm not big coffee drinker i've enjoyed this conversation immensely and uh thank you for sharing your story uh want to go through some cigar news before we get back into the well let's
0: uh, yeah let's touch on the cigar real quick since we're about all at the same point we're you know getting to the last third um i just knocked my ash off it was a good two inches probably um and even when i knocked it into the ashtray it's still like held together you could hear it almost kind of like stack of like yeah oh man it's like a stack of quarters yeah it's like okay You could hear it kind of like crisp off because it 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 just it didn't want to let go. It was so. It's such a dense cigar. It's so so good. Yeah. Um. I'm the spice and the flavor on this. You know. I'm since you said it. The word meaty is really sticking out on what this cigar is. It is. You can just like you can chew the smoke. You can get all the flavor off this. You get. You know. You get that earth. You get that leather. You get that really nice
1: flavor that richness off this um so my first one of these i smoked was doc gave me one of these Uh um and uh and uh, it's a it's a single note cigar it doesn't Mm -hmm. it doesn't change no from the from the moment you light it to this oh it's him and i sat up there and watched a football game and i I enjoyed it from and i smoked it down until it burnt my fingers (laughs) because i enjoyed it that much Um, But, and it's the same note, which is for the record, a note I like a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is just, it's, it's that richness, right? Mm -hmm. It's just all that
0: all day. It's that double harrow. I love that. Yeah. I mean, in the San, Mexican San Andreas wrapper. I yeah. love San Andreas wrappers. I know you get that Pennsylvania uh, Maduro in there. You get that Connecticut broadleaf. I mean, that has every part of that of the leaf that I like yeah. is, is in this one cigar.
1: It's ironic because neither one of you are old enough to remember this, but uh, Mexican our wrappers are, our, our leaf used to have such a bad connotation back in the day. When we have an older cigar smoker on, uh, we'll have to re- remember this. Tiamos used to come out, and they used to have such a bad rep because they were a, a Mexican cigar, had, and had such a bad rep. And the Mexican San Andreas, in particular, is a leaf that I really, yeah. really care for. Yeah. yeah. I really, uh, I really enjoyed that 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 leaf, and. It had such a bad rap, and I think that is BS. Mm-hmm. And especially when you compare it with the other, the Leafs that are in this cigar. Yeah. I really like this cigar. Um, I don't, unlike Fidel, gravitate to this cigar. Um, but as I, as I smoke this, like I said, I don't, it's not, not ever going to be a regular one mm-hmm. for me. Um, I do enjoy the heck out of yeah. this cigar. Uh, I mean, of the Roma line... Uh, this is probably the second most one I smoke so what's
0: the first uh the magnon the chromagan yeah I um, really like that one um but this one is definitely it's definitely second um I don't know if it'll overtake that top spot just because that Cro-Magnon just hits just right Just perfect just perfect yeah. for me but this one if there was a 1a this, um, would be it. Th- this is this is gonna be yeah. it yeah Roman makes a makes a really good line um you know the ones that everybody really likes are you know, the these the Aquitaine the the Chromagnum stuff sure. like that they have a whole bunch of they have a whole different full line but the Intemperance is also a Intemperance great line. is good yeah if you if you want a lighter cigar they also have that one um, but it you know th- this one particular I'm starting to like flat caps um, you know I don't enjoy I don't like punching cigars that that much unless you have that you know that razor sharp punch uh, just because you don't want to damage the cap yes. you don't want too much pressure. Um, but with these, you know, I did the Zycar punch. I mean, it just, I mean, it cut right through. It, it is, it is a nice hard cap. It's not you, you, you're really gonna have to,
1: you know, damn, you have you're gonna you really to, have to use some pressure to to
0: damage, damage. these. Um, you know, these
1: are really well made cigars. I, I tell you, the one thing about the this, you know, Roma Craft in general is in the you, when you think about what we smoked last or mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Um, this is not an overly marketed cigar no it's this not it's a lot of word-of-mouth cigar yeah. right simple band simple boxes not fancy market mm-hmm. um, and this should you know from all my my sort of reluctance to go towards overly marketed cigars mm-hmm. this is a, this is a this is a straightforward cigar and a yeah. straightforward marketing uh, and really well done
0: and I know I know uh, you know uh, with talking i talked with rob a couple of times i was actually on his show that came yeah. out uh, today you know this company is based you know down in texas it's a yeah. big texas brand um you know i know his home shop gets a lot of love with these cigars and you know it i don't want to say this has a it has a cult following it has a it has its own niche of fans by far definitely um but you know but the very first time i ever had this cigar was actually up in kc um you know, I was just talking to the tobac- tobacconist up there. And this was even before I started working here. And there he's asked me what I liked. I was like, well, I'm, I'm a big Nicaraguan fan. I like full body. I like, I like you know, heavier, f- full flavor spice, stuff like that. So he gave me, uh, I, I I believe it was the uh, the Chrome magnum And the first thing I noticed was the band because it was that double band. And it had the, the kind of like the ghost skull yep. yes. up underneath that. And I was like, man, that's cool. I've never seen yeah. something like that. And then just smoking it. Subtle. Uh, it was so nice just yeah. getting into it. And that, that is when I became, you know, a, a Roma craft fan. And then, you know, a couple of years later, that's when I started working here and then we started mm-hmm. bringing them in. I was like, Oh man, this is, and it, I I, it, I, I kind of forgot about this cigar just because it, it is a boutique cigar. It's yeah. not found everywhere. Um, you know, we're lucky enough to have them here. And I believe we have them in Conway as well. Um, but when we first got them, got them in, I was like, man, that cigar, it looks familiar. Something about it looks familiar. And then I smoked it, and then I went to take the band off, and I was like, oh, it's a double band. And then when I saw that ghost skull <laughs> underneath, I was like, oh, shit, this is the one that I had like two years ago, and I, I really, really liked. So, yeah, it, it's, I I really enjoy this line, and I enjoy this cigar, and I'm glad yeah. that uh, you wanted to do uh, to yeah. do this one, because I don't think we've done Aroma on this show, and this is, what, episode 42 now? So uh,
1: I can't believe it took us this, this long one. to get to yeah. uh to get to aromacraft. Yep, I was uh, talking to one of the guys who worked in the Springfield shop, who now lives out east, and he was telling me that he really enjoyed this one. And mm-hmm. He's somebody who I smoke very similar cigars to, and he, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yep, yeah, it's really
0: really enjoying it. Um, yeah, flavor wise, you know, we're coming up towards the end of the c- cigar and the show and everything, but uh, flavor, oh, just out of this world. I'm, yep. I'm really really enjoying, enjoying it. it. So what? What coffee would you go with this? Would you go with the pour over? Would you go with the, you know, the, the nitro cold brew? What would you go
2: with it? I would have the nitro okay. because the nitro is a, at least the way that we're brewing it. It's mm-hmm. a very clean, um, creamy. Yes. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah. It definitely
0: has finish. a nice nice mouthfeel to yep. it because I have had that at your shop. Yeah, cool. really good. So they so they can go get one of your cool tumblers, mm-hmm. get some nitro, yep. get that filled up, come over here, get one of these. Yes, sir. Boom, boom. That's a that's boom, a perfect boom. that's a perfect win, co- win. Yeah, and then you can listen to the show and the, you know get a, a good you know hour and a half, uh, yeah. just kind of kick
2: back and turn nice. the world off. The other thing that we have on tap that surprisingly pairs well with cigars is uh, kombucha. I
0: man, kombucha is. Do you are you kombucha kombucha guy? Uh no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I. You mean do I want to belch the rest
0: of the afternoon? Really <laughs> So so belches? so explain explain what kombucha is because so I I know from, what it is. I
2: don't know if all the listeners do. So kombucha is tea mm-hmm. that is brewed very similarly to any any other tea, but then they ferment it by adding um, like the the kombucha starter, which is basically. the 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 fermenting agent yeah um so it's fizzy Mm -hmm. and it has uh it can't it can't be served or sold um if it has more than 0.5 alcohol so it's really low okay um it's fizzy which acts as a uh, palate cleanser Mm -hmm. which i feel like is a reason why a lot of cigar smokers drink mineral water Mm -hmm. whichever brand they prefer um because it cleanses their palate and yeah. it kind of reboots your taste buds to continue to enjoy that cigar. The flavor, yeah. yeah. Yep. I've
1: heard that it's uh, it really aids digestion.
2: Yes. It's a it's a probiotic, a probiotic yeah. A probiotic. So there's that piece as well. Yep.
1: So, so let's uh let's turn into uh, some cigar news yep. before we uh, get get towards the end of the show. Uh, a couple of pieces of news that I thought were interesting. First on the, the negative side um saw that there was news that Hawaii is proposing raising the tobacco purchase age to 25 25 and this is um t- not unexpected out of the um the federal as well as all of the yep. municipalities raising the age to 21 um and why probably we should have probably fought harder on 21 um uh, I suppose I'm not surprised. I'm a little disappointed. At some point, um, uh, we're gonna have to make a stand on one of these. I think um, there's some disappointment um, that happened so quickly, but yeah, uh, especially with the federal law just just taking just place. Passing. Yeah, um, and while Fidel is taking a selfie, the other law, the other thing, piece of news that happened uh, today was that the uh, court struck down the FDA's uh, uh, warning labels on cigar boxes, yep. so that was uh, you, I always tell people to, to be careful about uh, court rulings because court rulings get court rulings on top of court rulings, mm-hmm. but uh, that was interesting news, uh, declaring warning uh, requirement of uh, warning labels to be illegal. Um, which so, I found is interesting.
0: Yeah, because you saw some some boxes were going were already putting on, you know, the warning, the nic- nicotine warning just as a uh, preventative maintenance pretty much in case it did get enacted into law. So you saw some big ones uh I um, I believe it was like uh Maybe uh, Romeo Juliet. I think they did it. Uh, yeah. A lot of the Altatis, I believe, some of the general, some it. of the bi- some of the bigger bigger brands. Yep. Um. But yeah, so you don't have to do. They don't have to do that. So that's good. So you don't have to take away. It's not. It's not official yet. It's not not official. But as of right now, it's at a at really? a at a, a stand or a pass
1: right now. Yeah. Um, There's gonna be a you know obviously a lot left on that. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure the FDA will appeal that and find another court and yep. all of that. But. Those were two pieces of 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 things. I know. Uh, I think in the most uh, important piece of uh, cigar news, Aaron was on the Cigar Talk po- podcast. Yep, for his first and last visit. I know because <laughs> he gave, Bryant a hard time, and now that his Chiefs won, he will never be invited back. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it was, uh, I was I uh, was pleasantly surprised. I'm still kind. Of, I woke up this morning. It's like, wow. This is what being a football winners like
2: because you know I mm. I experienced it in 2015 with baseball
0: I, I experienced it and I never thought I would see that I never thought I'd see that because I grew up with really bad baseball I remember um, I mean horrible horrible I mean if it, if we lost 100 games as a Royals Royals like game, last year uh, yeah like last year um you know it was expected it was like oh cool we didn't we didn't lose 100 games this year awesome that's a win um you know and then you know everything kind of came back in 14. Got to the World Series, you know. We lost to San Francisco, so you know having the Chiefs play against San Francisco, you know, in the Super Bowl, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was very sweet. And, you know, I and you know, football wise, we were there. We, I, I grew up with decent football teams. You know, I Joe Montana took them in 91 AFC 92 championship. The AFC Championship game. You know, I was seven, eight at the time, so I. I remember it but I don't really remember it. That was sure. just on the cusp of them being really good and then they went through those those years those of, okay just, of just yeah, just kind of like you know, yeah. lukewarm water just you know, spit it out, just not meh. Sure. But now it's you know, You're now it, but now we're you know, champions and it's like last year we got so close and just seeing the de- determination, you know, and and I grew up with my aunt and uncle um from San Francisco. So I went to San Francisco and visited them. So I kind of always liked as an NFC guy or in, NFC team that I've liked was always San Francisco just because I had a small little, you know, connection to there. And we always got there, we always got their quarterback, you know, when they're kind of in their twilight years. <laughs> um, you know, I went to Candlestick Park when it was still around. So it was cool seeing that. So it was nice, uh, you know, even being in San Francisco three weeks ago, walking around, you know, wearing my chief stuff and like San Francisco people were like, oh yeah, man, congratulations. But then whenever they saw that they're playing us, you know, all that shit stopped. It was like, right. uh, But, you know, just yesterday I was, you know, I was a, I was an awful mess last night. I don't remember, like I didn't, I didn't have one drink yesterday, but I don't remember a lot just because I kind of blacked out a little bit. And I was just in the moment, I was pacing back and forth (laughs) at one point, you know. My home scored, I jumped onto a chair, and I started doing, like, hip thrusts, and, you know, it's on camera. It's just, way, to, <laughs> way to keep it classy. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I apologize for everybody, because I was like, you know, y'all have never seen me like this. I'm sorry. No, I was, we have, actually. I, I was but... loud, but it was uh, it was cool, you know, but, you know, NFL season is over. I'm going to brag about it for the next year, because, honestly, it's my right to, because I'm, I am, I say I like I'm a part of the team. I'm not, but, you know, Kansas Cityans, I mean, you know, I really... I'm hoping to get up to the parade. They're expecting it to be like 25 degrees and one to three inches of snow. I can live with that. It's the 1.4 million people they're expecting yeah. there. That might be the issue. Um, you know, by the time this comes out, I, I'll either have gone or have not gone. Um, me and my dad were talking about going, and then he called me today. He was like, have you seen what it's supposed to be? Yeah. I'm backing out. I'm out. I'm, I'm down. So if I go, I'm just going to take the Subaru. I'm just going to find a parking deck. Close to yeah. Union Station, I'm just going to sleep in the back of Subaru. Yeah. Um, this, you know, you have an Outback, so you lay those seats down, put a little air mattress or something in it, and you're uh, you're good to go. But we'll see if that happens. But uh, you know, football season, NFL wise, is over. We got XFL starting this XFL Saturday. Starts this Saturday. So now, you know, I I need to pick a team. You know, there's there's a couple that are relatively close. I don't know how I want to do it because. I was when me and Steve started the show in May, I believe that's when the AFL started. So we picked teams and we were up high on that. So now I know you've kind of taken a little bit of a sabbatical with, uh, with football, I
1: have. but you know, I think we need to pick somebody okay. to, to go for, so we'll figure out how to do with that. But so we'll do that this weekend. Uh, cause I need to research, uh, and you need to research yeah, and we clearly need to not pick the same team. No, 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 it has to be different teams. Uh, right.
0: and we'll, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a gambler, so we'll bet sure. and you're a gambler too, so
2: we'll we'll have something riding on it, but uh, Sounds good. Speaking of gambling, it, I don't know if you heard, but if you <clears throat> can you imagine if Aaron Boone had placed a bet for <laughs> Did you see he nailed the final score? Oh, really? Yes. So uh, wh- he he posted before the game, he said go go Chiefs and he said it'd be 31 30, to 20. 31 20? No, so I'm I had, kidding. I had 24 20. Because that's
1: what I picked. I, had, I, I thought, and until the guy, till, till San Francisco didn't do their job exactly, tackled tech, it. I had it right, but so, uh, so
0: I had thirty five
1: twenty eight. I did my um, best to jinx it at the end because I kept tex- texting congratulations, trying to screw it up. Um, <laughs> no, but, I, everybody
0: everybody was texting me. I didn't respond back to anybody. Yeah, like no, I, I my phone was just going off. Um, I I lost uh, I lost the under. I bet the over, um, and then I also bet the over. On um, Mahomes' rushing yards, um, which ended up being a bad beat because he was he had the over, then but then two, his kneel downs kneels. weren't traditional kneel downs. They two. he took off like five yards yep. and then seven yards and then three yards, so he lost like fifteen
1: yards. Just on those three three plays. By the way, that was. That went,
0: went, went down to the under, so it was
1: a bad beat. So I I, yeah. I got it back on that one. That was on the Las Vegas paper. I get the Las Vegas paper yeah. for obvious reasons. Uh, I get the, that. That was okay. a
0: six figure swing just yeah. off those three plays. Yep, yeah, it was. But uh, we're ready for that. Um, but you know what we're really ready for right now? Yes, we do. All right. Fidel, you were here for the live show. That he was. was. What, six months ago, I guess? Yes. And that one never made the air. That question did. But this week all right, million dollars. But whenever you are the tallest or shortest person in the room, and all three of us we're all fairly tall. Right. You're haunted by a sassy
1: ghost. That's hilarious. <laughs> so so um you're not that tall, Aaron. I'm so six one. You're six one.
0: You're six 6'5".
1: 6'3". 6'3", okay.
0: And you're six one and a half. Okay.
1: So for the record, let me just say neither one of you that tall. That's I mean. So as I look over at Mo, who is not six one and a half. <laughs> those of us, I'm I'm not always the tallest person in the room, but I'm generally the tallest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm going to start with that. I'm haunted by a sassy ghost. Yeah. I'm not just true. not just not a ghost. A sassy ghost. A ghost sas- with an attitude.
0: Right. It's like a version of you, ghost form. <laughs>
1: non So you can hear my comments. L- I want to say... Who as was l- the guy yesterday on the radio who kept dropping the mf over and over uh, again? That was Frank Clark. Frank Clark. The shark. Keep it class,
0: can- keep it class Kansas <laughs> City. And um, hey, He backed up all the smack talk.
1: <laughs> well, he won, so I yeah. guess you say whatever you want. Um, I'm going to say yes, because I'm not worried about a sassy ghost, to be honest. Yeah. And we'll or-
0: say it's as long as you're in that room. So
1: <laughs> You can... Um, the sassy guest can follow me the rest of the day. I am I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it, too. It sounds like that would be fun, you know?
1: Right. Because at he's not going to hurt you. At it's going to be a little gonna, sassy. You know, the funny part is... Um, uh, there was a... Somebody was telling me a TED Talk story, and this is a serious story, that there was a lady who was schizophrenic, and um, she was talking about what it was like to be schizophrenic, mm-hmm. and she was saying that when... Um, that she... Uh, always saw a ghost that was like the it clown Mm -hmm. and that the it clown was always with her and that she had learned to deal with that. And I can't imagine how destructive that would be. And she was talking about how you just learn to deal with it and all that. And if she can, uh, in real life, learn to deal with that, I can learn in not real life to deal with a sassy clown. In in fake money terms, yeah. she was, I mean, they, we were talking about how just how brave that is to be able to put up with that. I can deal with the sassy clown. At some point, you're going to get annoyed by it. Yeah. but um, You just leave the room then. Go to a basketball game. Right. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. What do you think, Fidel?
2: So, what's funny about this is. Um, you're afraid of sla- sassy ghosts? No, no, no. Um, in El Salvador, I-, I would probably be the tallest one in a lot of rooms and a lot of crowds um just because of the average height um I'm like basically Shaquille O'Neal down there right so there i think it would be a little bit more haunting you're but you're like Shaquille O'Neal but with a bad post move better because i i post up like Patrick Ewing so Ooh. we're going that's for a different day can shoot a free throw though exactly uh well, we're not going to talk about how Patrick <laughs> Ewing would pick his nose before throwing a free throw but that's for another episode. Um, <laughs> I would say yes, because in America, it would it would be a seldom occurrence, but yeah. a welcome million dollars yeah. for sure. And so you I, could, I mean, imagine what Fidel and Co can do with that. Imagine yeah. a lot of uh, woodworking, yeah, millwork and, mill and laminate, laminate, or over uh, <laughs> uh, utilities. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's three yeses. Three yays.
1: I, I got to believe there's a lot of yays on this one. Yeah. Sassy yeah. ghost, not really. Unless
0: you're just like really, really short or really, really tall. I mean, you kind well, of you, have a good average.
1: You've got to have, if you're average, you got to be taking this all day. Yeah. But um, you could certainly uh, go to rooms where no one exists. But I guess then you're always the tallest or the shortest. Um, but that aside, um, a sassy ghost, really not that big of a punishment. Correct. <laughs> Unless you just don't like sass. <laughs> I hang around you a ton. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Fidel, first of all, I want to say thank you for coming on. This has been, um, fascinating and a lot of fun. You're, uh, one of the, the most, uh, irreverent people that I talk to on a daily basis. (laughs) And, uh, and I think, uh, this has made this a lot of fun. So thank you. Yeah, I can't, you you know,
0: and as a, not a really a coffee guy, I like, I like coffee every once in a while, but now I... I want a nitro pour, you know, I want, yeah. I want that cold root. It's Uh, I might have to get one soon. Yep. So I know a place, yes, I know sir. a
1: place. I know a great place. Yeah. Appreciate
2: you guys having yeah.
0: me. Yeah. And we'll, we'll link your Facebook and your Instagram and everything to ours. So and make sure your account. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> make, mm-hmm. make sure you check out, uh, check out Fidel and co next time you're in Little Rock. Next time, before you come up to the shop here, you know, Yep. I want to, I want to see that, uh, see that sweet Tumblr that y'all have.
2: Yep. So. Awesome. Thank so. you guys. Yeah.
0: So, all right. Well, we will uh, see y'all next week. Be the good. And later. Bye.